Blog Talk Radio. How Hunter tell them to do this? Yeah, the Queen Quet Head from the body of the Gully Geechee Nation. So glad they hunted to tune in to Gully Geechee Rhythm Radio Station, where we to keep uplifting to the living legacy and a pay ancestral homage. Yeah, this evening we start you off a little bit different, a thing like that, because we the crack, we teeth, but the men streaming plenty of we been fun this year, TV, Tinky, a dream, but we going Yeti with the truth of this evening. The ass, that going, going on, Alpha. We take we moment of silence. So we want to take a moment of silence this evening for all the Gullah Geechee ancestors of things. Well, done going into that realm this area. If there's so much of this vanillas and things like that, if we're all through the coastline, we're pass over and cross over and things like that. Who yet be the truth of who we be? That we can't crack all we teeth with all the name and things like that. So we just want to take a moment of silence for all of them from the Carolinas the Georgia. Deployed. I'm so glad that I'm chilling to tune in one more again. That I'm taught him not robbery for day you with me. This year, the queen quite head from the body of this year, Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad for feedback from the air for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. This year, show sponsored by the Gullah Geechee Sion Coalition. We to celebrate we twentieth anniversary and thing like that. Now if Hunter wanna join we and be a member, Guanyona to Gullagichi dot N E T. Gullagichi dot N E T. And if Hunter wanna email we, Guanyona send them to G U L L G E E C O at AOL dot com. And if Hunter to try to find me, Guanyona to www.queenquet, dot Queen Quet and Quet is Q U E T. QueenQuet.com. We're so glad for all the hundred children who've been a right way and thing like that, especially the one where we want we for joining with hundred children for do different things all throughout this year twentieth anniversary of the coalition, especially last week. We want to say thank you, thank you to all the Hotlander family will be there, and everybody will come from around the country, even from the motherland, to join me in Atlanta for the APHA conference and thing like that. So for all the hundred children will be there. Take it, take it. And right away, big shout-out to my brother, my cousin, Robert Christopher Riley, that brother D on Dynasty. Thank you, thank you. God bless Hunter and thing like that. I was so glad to spend some time with Hunter while we've been on the road and thing in the air. You know, that's where the stars be, way up there. So we're so glad to come back down here to where they call the low country for crack with teeth with all we family and thing like that. But great God, plenty of things been sending me while I've been out here upon the two and thing like that. So all the rest of the children with the yeti me when I crack your teeth like this, you all talk. We have one out this evening and thing like that. But I want to do that right after this year. I want to thank all them children who come from Riceboro, Georgia, for support the Riceboro Rice Fest over the weekend and thing like that. Hey, be blessed. Well, home coming around the 
in the Georgia coastline. So we saw Gladys for Hattiesia kind of thing that's going on. Well, truly, about we story and celebrate who we do and things like that. So, you know, all these areas of the Gullagitis Sea Coalition, one we main mission, why we first start, because we want to keep we people from the land. And red of us, we even want to take a stand. Against all these cracky things with the out here, see, you know, Golagichi and we tall, tall, and thing like that, but people that get shiny things from because then they go in your and then they can chuck up these things from the people, and other people provide that, and then go in on, quote them, show many people in school, what they call citation, thing like that. Then, after that, somebody else carry that storytelling somewhere else, then somewhere else carry them again, then there's your thing going all around, and for long, <laughs> And then tell us it, lie come truth. So we want to be a little bit salute and we want to be a little bit more clear of who we are. So for everybody with the Alchona, the Yeti we around the world and things like that, we want to crack with teeth out the rest of it and make sure we want to get the overstanding of what we to crack with teeth out. So yes, I want to make sure that all my international listeners are able to obtain the knowledge from this broadcast this evening. It has been wonderful to see that in the 20 years that the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition has been fighting for accurate representation of Gullah Geechee culture in the writings that people put forth and in the manner in which we are presented in media. It has been a very interesting journey because we found so many inaccuracies still existing in people's writing, especially, because of their particular slants. And nowadays, more people want to incorporate video into what they're doing or forego writing altogether and simply do videos. But that does not make what people say on the videos true, does not make it accurate at all. This is one of the conversations that I had today on a project that will be forthcoming. Um, but the people that I'm talking to with this particular project, they're international in their focus. So they grasp the concept very quickly about how important it is to ensure that the authentic voice of the people that live the story is actually what is told through the story and that you don't disrespect the community by simply taking from them their words, their imagery, and then interpreting it in your own way, but that you actually work with that community to ensure that you are helping them in the sustainability of their own cultural legacy. So I've worked on numerous projects over the years, everything from photographic exhibitions to television with dramatic series such as Underground, which we're still fighting for a home for Underground. We ain't done yet, all right, to major feature films, for instance, The Patriot with Mel Gibson. I've worked on numerous documentaries over the years in various positions, reenacting as a historian, a singer, a consultant, all of the above, <laughs> you know, Several of these different projects I've done and I'm still in the process of doing. And there's a lot of things that will be forthcoming 
that you'll still see me. And if some of you people have written, well, why don't I see you? Or I thought I just saw you, but I'm not sure. And I'm like, but I'm in the background. They don't want to hear that I'm in the background stuff. They want to be able to see the person who is elected as a spokesperson. Well, not everybody has the same opinion. Different producers want certain things to be shaped a certain way, and they want to be able to interpret things in a manner that's going to fit what they think is sellable to their viewers, their readers, their listeners. So it's very interesting that this is my broadcast for today because Steve Harvey Morning Show was talking about this in regard to comedy shows this morning. And I was on my way to Savannah Airport, and they were discussing why it was that certain people did not get the opportunities they should have been afforded and how it was really black comedy that saved the comedy clubs in the 1980s. And Steve Harvey stated that he started up with one comedy club down in the Deep South and got the white comedy club owner to allow him to have the black comedy night. And it was on a night where they usually had to just give away tickets to fill the building. But he was able to get the local radio station, which y'all know we got to love 93 point whatever. So 93 point whatever was the station. And as a result, he said, well, let me have the people come and pay 93 cents to come in. So instead of being free, people did pay the 93 cents admission club was packed. He said then he started doing it on more than one night. So now, because comedy clubs usually didn't fill up until the weekends, so now he was able to take that concept and start going all over the country with it, and then other brothers who wanted to produce picked up on it, and they started doing the same thing. So I thought they were going to also mention the fact that Deaf Comedy Jam came on television, and that was a big thing that put that out into everyone's households if you had cable. But he didn't touch on that. But he talked about the fact of how this proliferation of black comedy got here and now these different black comedians have opportunities because this one sister who was in Girl Trip was the first black woman to host Saturday Night Live over the weekend. Now, it's a little weird almost in 2018, and still here, there's the first black X, Y, or Z person out here. But that's real. So that tells you that as far as we've come, there's still so much further to go. So if you're talking about the African-American community, talking about these strides that were just made from the 1980s to last weekend, you can only imagine how when Gullah Geechee culture is a microcosm of the larger black population in North America, how we have been treated in terms of the mainstreaming of presenting who we are. Why did I tell you about what Stephen knows we're discussing? Because there are four comedians on that radio show, and what Steve pointed out was, well, look, the bottom line is many times, if the whoever the producer is that produces that show, 
whether that be a comedy show in a club or that on television or a movie, if that individual just doesn't think you funny, you could be funny. They don't, and, and like George Wilburn said, they don't care nothing about your audience. They don't care nothing about what your following already is. It's just that one person that feels, oh, this person's not funny, so I'm not, I'm not going to advance their career. I'm not going to involve them in this. So the types of things that different cultures appreciate all the difference in the world. So here it comes to the same thing when it comes to media broadcasting, mainstream media's projection of Gullah Geechee culture has a lot to do with what they can be entertained by. If they cannot be entertained by it, and for the most part, where they can laugh at it, so there's some storytelling got to be happening so they can get a laugh, a joke from it, not even the storytelling that makes you think or gives you the, the moral to the story without a punchline. They just want the funny part for the most part. They also want to see all this color if it's video. Just It can be just wild patterns put together, but as long as it's, oh, it's bright, oh, that'll be good for the camera. They want to be entertained. They also want to use different things that now will put your mind in certain types of spaces and places so that you don't actually deal with the reality of the rawness of the battle that's going on, where if we are laughing, we could be laughing to keep from crying, or we could be laughing just before something really break out, all right? So here it is that you have a situation where the entertainment piece surpasses them wanting to get at the reality of the true history, the legacy, and the human right going on. That's a little too heavy for a lot of the mainstream. You also have a situation where if it's not about the funny joke, it's about the good singing. It's about the good singing or it's about the food tasted good. Oh, look how the food is. Look how it looks. The foodie thing is there. But let's not get too in-depth with anything. I have been there for some of these shoots and heard some prolific things stated by various Gullagichis during the interview that do not end up in the final cut of many of these videos of the airings of shows, especially in the mainstream media. And in particular, if folks are talking about any depth of any real consequence that could be considered controversial, they are not going to put that on the air unless it's on a show that thrives on the controversy, like Vice. So it has to be on some type of hardcore news medium show for them to actually deal with it in that context. Otherwise, no, we cannot do that. Um, I don't know that our viewers would deal with that. So here it is. Folks are shirking the reality of what we deal with on a daily basis, having to literally fight to stay on our land. Now, another thing that I have seen over the years, but especially just in the last couple of weeks, 
is the consistency of the victimization stories. So recently, with the passing of Cornelia Bailey, God bless the dead, of Sopholo, there are the numerous stories that pop up about her life, everything from the New York Times to various other publications who have published stories over the years about Sopholo because, again, Sopholo had a very limited, very few people there, less than 100 Gullah Geechis in one small community that make up 1% of one island. So for years they couched it as if that was the last Geechee community in the world, or the last intact Geechee community in the world, which is so far from the truth. If you came to Riceboro alone over the weekend to the Riceboro Rice Fest, that would really give you some insight into the massive number of Gullah Geechee people that still are in Liberty County in and of itself on the mainland areas. So Liberty County, Georgia, is the largest per capita Gullah Geechee land-owning county in coastal Georgia. But that place isn't written about. That place isn't promoted in the media. You didn't see a whole bunch of national news stories about it because the black people own their land. The black people are still in political power. The black people still run stuff. They've actually accomplished that which Tunis Campbell set out to do during the Reconstruction era. So now if you don't know who Tunis Campbell is, homework. Go to GullahGeecheeNation.com. Pull up the blogs that I've written about Tunis Campbell. Go to Gullah Geechee TV, www.gullahgeechee, all right, and put in Queen Quet Tunis Campbell, and you'll find out a number of things. Watch Reconstruction, the Second Civil War, all right, excellent documentary. And if you follow us on Facebook, and thank you to the 19,800 followers we have as of this moment, Thank you so much because we are pushing to get that to 20,000 by the 21st of December. So please share the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page on your wall so that we can get some more of your friends and your followers to join our page as well. But here it is that if you watch Reconstruction, the Second Civil War, which is one of the documentaries I did work on, you'll learn even more about Tunis Campbell. And so here it is that... It doesn't behoove those who want to propagandize to a global community of people of African descent about the people of African descent in North America who are the descendants of those who had been enslaved, to tell them that not all of them just came out of slavery and went to renting somewhere or went to sharecropping and from sharecropping to renting, which is a different kind of sharecropping, okay, um, it ain't time sharing, but it's sharing your funds. All right? So here it is that they want you to believe none of us ever amassed anything that is a true asset. None of us ever amassed real wealth. None of us had the insight to actually accumulate that which could be passed on to our children, nor to continue sustainability. Well, I beg to differ. The Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition has 
the Gullah Geechee Alke Bulan Archive, which is the only archive in the world totally dedicated to Gullah Geechee history, heritage, and culture. We have several manuscripts and books that were written over the years focused on my home island, St. Helena Island, South Carolina, because this was, as one book I recently read, called The Negro's Paradise, wherein there were, as they called us, yeoman farmers and so on, and they were amazed by the fact that after the turn of the century, the early 1900s, how many black folk were here owning land and were actually subsistence farmers, subsistence fishermen, and so on, that was sustaining their families and had held on to the land that was not given to them but was actually sold to them during the U.S. Civil War. So it's a lot more that's going to get exposed the more that we talk about the Reconstruction era. Now, one of the television shows that came on in the past week actually had Dave Chappelle here on St. Helena Island. Now, I was asked and consulted with about that show, but they would not reveal who the celebrity was that rides the motorcycle that was going to come down here to do the show. And initially they only wanted to go to Charleston for the show, and I talked them into coming from Charleston on the motorcycle, coming to St. Helena. Well, right after we did several meetings, several emails, teleconferences, they then say, well, don't hold the dates because this celebrity wants to just pick up wherever he's going to go, and we don't want you to hold the dates because he may do something different. So now that it is aired, I see that they took the advice to come to St. Helena, but to make sure that thunder wasn't stolen, <laughs> they just went ahead and they floated over to a historic site here on the island. They were told on the piece that there was an attic in a building that doesn't have an attic and that there were these historic documents of Dr. King's found in the attic of a building that does not have an attic. And there's no way that those particular pages of the document would be sitting up there and the King family not request those pages back. But I wondered why this needed to be told on this show when there is such a rich history and legacy of the whole island, which really what we talked about them discovering on the show, not one building on the island at one location being what they were supposed to discover on the show. And it really had more interaction with people who speak the language fluently, not an attempt at it, and then them kind of, you know, skew what it really is. So that's a major concern, that here we are after all these years of work. I've done this for getting close to 40 years now. And so doing all this work and to have people just seek to just do some flash-in-the-pan type thing out of for their curiosity and to fulfill their curiosity simply because they're in the entertainment business and thereby they have the funds, they actually have the financial resources to bring cameras with them when they just want to find what they consider obscure and unique places to go, and they can film their journey there, and once they do it, then people just believe what's done or just get entertained by it once again. So without ever touching on the realities of the rest of the story, of the legacy of the people, and then displaying inaccurate and inaccurate storytelling during the broadcast. Now, I'd rather a broadcast that is comedic 
but actually is well-researched. I want to give a great deal of appreciation to John Oliver. Last week tonight with John Oliver actually featured Robert Smalls, the Gullah Statesman, on their show as someone who should have a statue. I wholeheartedly agree as one of the people who supports the Harriet Tubman statue being placed within just a few steps, literal steps away from the bust of Robert Smalls, I am one of the people that would love to have John Oliver actually bring us the Robert Smalls statue they made on the show because I think it was outstanding that he actually told the people of the history of Robert Smalls as briefly as he did it. He did it accurately. He did it powerfully to say this is a person worthy of having a statue in South Carolina versus a lot of the other ones that people are arguing should be taken down because of the racism, because of the enslavement, because of the manifest destiny, white supremacy, and all of those constructs that surrounded why those monuments and statues exist and still stand. So I appreciate what he did, and we appreciate the shout-out and the plug in Beaufort County, South Kakalaki, here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. Now, another excellent piece that just came out was done by the Weather Channel about the Gullah Geechee Nation and climate change. Totally impactful. From the way that it was edited, the directing on the piece, the research behind the piece, and trust me, they have months, it took about nine months, like it was a baby, for them to actually finally produce and and push this piece out here. And now that it is going around, especially amongst environmentalists, it is such a powerful tool for those of us who are fighting for this coastline. And it represents our cultural heritage needing to be protected in spite of what's going on with the weather in a very profound way. Now, numbers, they have inaccurate numbers in it because instead of fact-checking with us, they went with the standard in their industry, pulled up some stuff from census, and claimed that there was a very limited, I think they said something like 250,000 Gullah Geechis. Please multiply by four, okay, because they didn't clarify 250,000 where. Like, did you mean 250,000 are in South Carolina, just on the Sea Islands, and not the other part you call low country? Because that number is totally off, it's totally skewed. And as a mathematician, I cringed when I heard that because I was so excited as a person who produces video and television shows. And that does go on journeys. And you all come on those journeys with me on Gullah Geechee TV, and we have a lot more of them that's going to be showing to you coming on into this holy day season while we know y'all inside out this cold that we're going to be releasing very shortly. That as you go and delve into what it is that we've been showing you on the show as I journey. You know that we want to tell our story. We sit with different people. We take you to different events like the Rice Festival and these things where you learn from our people who we beat out young. And so that this way we have accurate presentations. So by the same token, if we can produce these things in-house, we can always fact-check for people outside of the house to make sure that things that they're presenting are accurate as well. And we'd love to have those opportunities. 
And so we have another person who's been floating around. We tweeted him, but we don't know who got to him um, in terms of Kamal Bell coming because when this show first aired, we personally tweeted him and said, you should do a show on the Gullah Geechee Nation. Others retweeted to him, and people have tweeted to Roland Martin. But when Kamal Bell came, Kamal Bell decided he was going to again take the route of the museums, the sweetgrass basketry, the painting, the festival, the food. So we await the peace, and we're going to see what happens on United Shades of America, I believe is the name of the show. I've seen a couple of episodes. So we're going to wait and see which side that story comes from. And is it going to really delve into the political agenda, which we see afoot right here, of actually addressing human rights violations? Or is it going to kind of just pick up where most people do? Oh, look what's happening. Oh, these people are being victimized. Oh, but look at the lovely art that they do. Oh, look at how wonderful it is. Oh, they sing, they dance, and so on. So let's see how that piece comes out. Let's see if it's serious or not. And so there are a lot of different things that people have been presenting are not couched in a way that's done to help support any Gullah Geechee staying on their land. It's done for ratings of that show. It's done for the sellability of getting advertisers during a show. It's done for them to sell more newspapers or more magazines because they pick even certain people by the way they look, not the knowledge in their head, to be on certain broadcasts, whether the person knows what they're talking about or not, and whether they can speak Gullah correctly or not. So you also have a lot of people simply recording things at festivals and then putting it out there because at the festival, whoever is on the stage, whether they be Gullah Geechee or not, that might be the one that has on the most colorful clothing. You know, it might have the most entertaining act up there. And then when the stories come out, that's the video clip that's attached to the written story. And that's happening more and more, and a lot of it is being driven by the same group of commissioners that also wanted to make sure that stories were not told about the human rights movement, not told about self-determination, not told about the Gullah Geechee Nation. Once again, I say to you, hashtag stay woke. If you listen to this show, you know that we want you to do some research. We want you to come and physically talk to the people in the community. We want you to actually pay attention and look, even in social media, you can pay attention to what's being posted, who's posting it, who's in those images over and over, literally out on the ground doing the work. And that makes a difference. Who do you see out here encouraging literacy? Who's encouraging self-determination? Who's encouraging black economics? Who's encouraging you to come and support those entities which are owned by and operated by Gullah Geechis versus being the, and this word is intended, black face for a 
promotional campaign that's actually endorsed behind the scenes by Chambers of Commerce, Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Departments, and so on, that are really the ones behind these media campaigns that then contact certain stations, certain individuals, and then what they do is they orchestrate who they feel is safe enough to actually have dialogues with these individuals who are coming down. But, oh, oops, the host might actually want to sit down and talk to, let's say, the Wisdom Circle Council of Elders or Assembly of Representatives members, even for a juxtaposition conversation. But we're back to the producer. Producers put up the money, and the one that paid the piper named the tune. So say, for instance, I'm really a producer that owns property in a gated area. I ain't necessarily going to want to interview Queen Quentin. I'm not going to then send my host of my show to do that either because that's antithetical to what I believe in. But I golf there every week. I don't necessarily want to ask me no questions. But I can easily go over here and eat this food and help this restaurant get promoted, go over here and buy a basket or, you know, try to get this basket maker on so hopefully others will come buy a basket and all that. So I just want you to pay attention to the fact that the mainstream has tried to drown Gullah Geechee culture for generations. It ain't nothing changed. So don't always think that every piece that you see is one that we ought to post. Because if you follow closely at Gullah Geechee on Twitter and you follow closely Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook, you can tell we don't post every article that Google alerts or anybody give you about Gullah Geechee culture for the week. And that's intentional. We vet what's out there. We don't post every book that comes out that someone claims is Gullah Geechee because when these books come out, we have an archive. We have tens of thousands of books. So each book has to get read. So if we are in the process of even reading older books, or reading current other books, somebody's so-called new book may be in the queue to be read, and we're not going to put it out there to say you should buy it, you should read it, unless we feel it is totally accurate. If we feel it is only 75% accurate, we're not going to promote that book because we can't come with the book to your house or your classroom to then tell you, oh, yeah, I love this book up to page so-and-so. But when you visit the al Bulan archives, we have things within books, notes and notations that we will add to books for where we find things to be inaccurate as well. And so there's a journey here that we are yet on in terms of the work of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and why it was first founded 20 years ago to ensure that our people are depicted accurately and with respect. And it's not respectful for others to just now jump on the bandwagon, is the easiest way to put it, to just say, well, because Gullah Geechee seemed to be a hot topic, as Wendy Williams would put it. And I don't really watch that show, but I know Wendy Williams says that. So why would you just want to think this is something hot? Let's see, you can get a few ratings right now, but you don't have any intention of really doing any work that's going to go beyond you personally benefiting from it as that producer, as that person on that show. You just want a certain amount of tweets and some excitement to say, well, 
you know, especially if you were black. Oh, well, at least I could say I did one story about them, you know, but how accurate was the story? So, you know, we need to start to think clearly consistency of COINTELPRO that is able to persist due to the fact that you have mainstream media that's owned by people who still want to promote white supremacy. And part of the promotion of white supremacy is to ensure that there are a few select Negroes who are never going to speak up, they're never going to speak out, and they're never going to stand up for self-determination. So as long as we have that set and that group, we can feature them on things because they're going to stay silent because they just want that opportunity to get put on. So, yeah, and you're getting put on, all right, but not in the way that you think. So as someone else and I just spoke about a few days ago, I work for God, so I'm good, you know, in terms of being able to tell you the truth. And so it is important that we continue to stay vigilant to make you aware that not every broadcast you see is one that we're cheering on. That's why we're not sharing all of them on our pages because not all of them are worthwhile sharing. There are some things that have people in it that we love and we think their work is great. We're not saying to stop doing the artistic work they're doing. But at the same time, if you're not willing to stand for things, people will knock you down and walk on you. All right? And so... Folks need to stop just going and laying down willingly. This is not a time to give up and give in. It's not a time for us to just be entertainment for others. We've come too far to just be that, to have folks have us out in the dirt yard dancing for them because they got company over. They're sitting up watching you on TV, on their big flat screen TV, while you trying to catch it on your little burner page, your burner cell phone, trying to see it on the little screen. We got to get past that, and we got to understand what's really behind all of this. There's an economic element to this. So if we only promote certain people, and those certain people actually work for us at institutions, those certain people actually have to rent their studios from us, okay, then we keep control of what imagery they put forth. We keep control of what storyline they present. So that's where the money gets funneled off and out and away from the Gullah Geechee Nation and from the actual hands and coffers of Gullah Geechee people. So, again, stay woke on the truth, don't choke. Be ready, be ready to stand up, speak out, be real. Like y'all like to put on Facebook and everywhere else, keep it 100. And so definitely this is 100% the truth to you. So because it was such a proliferation of all of this media that I know people gotten inundated with over the past couple of weeks especially, I wanted to just make sure that y'all already know where I stand because I know some people have privately written to me about some things they found online, some things they questioned and some didn't go that far. They may have just sat at home wondering, like, is this true? I don't know, are you sure? Well, I hope you'll pass the word on so that they tune into this and they'll know where I stand in regard to all of it. Yeah, I appreciate 
that the world now respects us enough to want to cover our story. But when I'm dead and gone and somebody finds those inaccurate stories that cannot be backed up by any other data from anywhere else, we're going to have the problem because the lie may then become the truth. So that's why I want to leave this as far as the historical and historical record so that somebody can dig it up out of the time capsule or bring it down from a cloud and let somebody tune into it by whatever device they tune in with in 50 years from now, 100 years from now, and say, wow, okay, she called this out while it was going on. She didn't wait or just keep it to herself or grumble up underneath the oak tree and not bring it out. Now, for those who did the accurate pieces, like the Weather Channel, other than that statistical piece, powerful piece, John Oliver, wonderfully done. We salute you, and we hope that there's many more people to come that will respect us enough to at least let us fact-check your work before you put it out there. Because I've had some people send me some posts, tag us on posts, and wonder why we don't share it to our main page. And then we have to let them know, because when we vetted it, it's not accurate. And then they're like, oh, no, because we thought since it was so-and-so, it would be. No, that person just wants to be on camera. So we got to get it straight as to what it is that we're really doing here. And so when Hona Chilla won Yeti, who we be for true and things like that, well, I need for finding out from the true people what it did it. Not everybody that owns a business is the person that you need to go talk to. There's a lot of folks that's on a dirt road that can tell you more truth than most of these people that you're seeing that get interviewed time and again because they work at these institutions. They have institutionalized a process of misinterpretation and misrepresentation for Gullah Geechee culture, which has been framed for them by white supremacists. Now, if you don't believe me, there's an excellent book that you can go read. You can read about Ben Tillman and all these kind of different people on your own, too. But you can go read this book, South Carolina Negroes, and you'll learn a lot about all that was done even from the time of the end of the Civil War through the Reconstruction era to try to make sure that folks stayed in their place. And then even with the way certain schools came about all the way up to college-level education, follow the money. Follow who founded the schools so you'll understand what the curriculums of those schools were and who was in charge of presenting to them what to learn. Those are now the grandparents or the parents of a lot of these people who are running around here now themselves wanting to jump on saying they're Kalagichi, but they are assimilated. And they have at no point altered really their position and having more of a stake in America than having a stake in the Gullah Geechee Nation and in their own self-determination or self-sufficiency. And that is a danger to the continuation of our cultural community because when you start to blend in all these other things, you come up with a whole other culture. Ah, how do I know that? Because Gullah Geechee culture is a blending of numerous cultures, languages, traditions, food ways, spiritual practices, that once we sustained it for all these years, became its own unique piece that we need to let survive and thrive without getting drowned in the mainstream.
So on that note, y'all would say, well, all right, you done chewed them out. What's next? What we supposed to do with this? Well, last week's broadcast you can tune into and hear a number of the different events and activities that you can still come to this year in order to meet people who truly live the culture. One such location is this coming Saturday, the St. Helena Island Community, the St. Helena Island Community Market from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial Park on Historic St. Helena Island. You can't drive through the island without seeing the park. So definitely stop right there at the intersection of Sea Island Parkway, which is Highway 21, and Dr. Martin Luther King Drive, and you can come out there, meet a number of people who grow their own food, sell fresh food there. They preserve the food, they hand make the quilts, they do the hand they do the burning of wood with sunlight, not with torches. You have books and CDs and other things for sale. You have jewelry makers that are out there. You have several of the artists that come out from time to time that actually paint and other things there. So come out and see who's there. Every month you have sort of a different variety of folks that are there, but we always the color geechee and thing like that. So Hunter can come get it who we be from we that are or Chona the way the other rest of people who ain't with we. Yeah? Okay. So we have that event coming up and then of course there's a number of different holy days events that are happening that you can engage in, and we'll be talking more about them each week. We'll announce some other ones on the show, but coming up Saturday, coming, definitely enjoy St. Helena Island Community Market from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m., Dr. Martin Luther King Memorial Park on St. Helena Island. I want to definitely once again thank everybody that came out to the celebrations last weekend, to the Heritage Day celebration, to the Riceboro Rice Fest last weekend. It was a very good weekend for people to come out and support many of our entities that we own, and we really appreciate it. Every dollar, every penny really does count. And now I would be remiss if I don't do my job talking about these dollars and these pennies today because... I guess the county realizes, you know, they want to let you get it in. They want you to get that celebration in there, and they want to get this into your hands before you start, you know, plucking them turkeys. Tax bills arrived today. Yes, they arrived today. The mailbox was stacked high with them. They arrived today up and down the Gullah Geechee Nation's coast. That's your tax bill that's due in January. All right? It arrived today. Or if you ain't get it today, it'll be in your mailbox sometime this week, I'm sure, that is due in January. So please keep that in mind before you get to shopping too much for the holy days. In fact, you might want to go on and pay that. Get that out the way. Then go do all the shop till you drop. All right? That way you ain't got to shop till you drop, buy new stuff, and then got to move that stuff out when your land go up for auction and your house on that land. All right? So let's be wise about what we're doing. Don't get caught up in the mainstream selling you a dream, selling you that you need to have all these things out here that they are promoting to you already by email, by text message to your phone, 
by television, commercial, radio, commercial, and any other thing, any other way, billboards and all that, flyers and these direct mails. Do not fall for the okey-doke with this time of year, all these new credit card applications and all of these things to go ahead and pay this usury, all right, this legal loan sharking. Just to get these loans so that you have more money to not pay your taxes with, but to actually go shopping. So please, let's not fall for that okie doke. Let's remain self-sufficient. Let's reclaim this land. Let's heal this land. Let's stand up together and show God how righteous we can be by turning from our wicked ways and crying out to God so that God will hear us and heal our land. Because that is truly what we are here to take a stand to do. And I just want to thank the NAACP National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and I want to thank also the American Public Health Association for having us engage with you over the past month and especially last week in Atlanta for an audience of 12,000 people at the Georgia World Congress Center that also had up to 2 million people viewing the closing session that we did. And when the link is available to the general public, we'll also share that at GullahGeecheeNation.com and also at Gullah Geechee on Facebook and at Gullah Geechee Nation on Facebook and at Gullah Geechee on Twitter so that others can tune in that did not tune into the live stream when this just happened last week. But it was very powerful to have that opportunity to have live stream media that let people hear the stories of us as indigenous women, as women that were fighting for our coastlines here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, up in the Chicago area along the Great Lakes, and out in Alaska, and to be able to sit together and to share our story, our journey as women, as leaders in our community. And then we also had a young lady, I believe she was there from the Bay Area, and so we had a number of different things that we were able to share with the audience when we had some dialogues. And it's been very powerful and positive to work with these groups and uplifting the community and getting them prepared for the future. And so that's why I say hashtag stay woke, because a lot of this media stuff is simply a distraction. It is to give you inaccurate information to get you off kilter, as we used to say. And so when you're out of balance, you can't fight well. You don't even think straight. So pay attention and be diligent. Do your due diligence, research things, find out the truth. And if you have the opportunity afforded to you, make a journey. Because we in the Guayana, we're tall, tall. Thank God for this show. And so we'd love for you to stay in touch once again. Become a member of the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition. You can go to G-U-L-L-A-H-G-E-E-C-H-E-E dot N-E-T. You can follow our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com. You can follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. Please tune in to TV for many of the broadcasts that are already out there and the ones that are to come, including learning more about Tuna Scamble, as I mentioned earlier in the show. And if you are interested in the Gullah Connection and I making part of our world tour for 2018, a stop in your country, in your city, in your state, please go to queenquet, Q-U-E-E-N-Q-U-E-T dot com. And you can go to the booking link and send the details 
on when it is that you would like us to come. I want to thank all the different colleges that have contacted me this year for the first time. I got a number of invitations for pre-Kwanzaa events and Kwanzaa events, and many of the universities, unfortunately, don't have a lot of funding for these things. But I'm trying to work with as many of the students as I can if I can make it to their locations. So I thank all the ones who made the invitation, even if you weren't able to get the funding for this time. I thank you because I know that that means you have gone beyond the mainstream media. Even if you found me through social media, you then thought enough of what you found out to want to extend the invitation. So I want to thank all of you for doing that and definitely encourage others who are interested in us coming out for our Save the Sea Islands tour to your community to share just who we beat on you and thing like that instead of just on the Yeti we'll see, oh, I see on them from the TV and thing like that. Please get in touch with us through queenquet.com. You can also email us to G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And so we have a couple of minutes if anyone wants to call in tonight with any comments, questions, 347-324-3903, 347-324-3903. I want to thank all the Facebook family because you're all on top of your game. You hear me? I appreciate all the comments that you make on the Facebook fan page. And we have Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on there as well as the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I always see a plethora of comments, a lot of shares after this broadcast is over every Monday. And so I appreciate you for doing that, and I thank you because you have truly gotten the world to listen. And so I want to thank everybody that's watched, that listens to the show. We've had over 100,000 listens. I want to thank everybody that watches Gullah Geechee TV. We've had over 300,000 views, and I want to thank all of the Facebook family, all right? So please make sure we've reached our goal already on those platforms for the year. We've reached our goal on Twitter, not saying more people shouldn't join us, but we definitely have a goal that we haven't met, and that is with the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page. So please share the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page to your page and try to encourage your friends and family but join we and think like that so they can like we so that they can yet move on just who you to be and we want to see all the family that come here to celebrate with we and celebrate we legacy and we story. And so definitely it's been a blessing to share this tonight and to be able to share with all of you all of the time the various things that the going on right down your in the Gullah Geechee Nation. And I'm so glad that you thought it not robbery, like I say, to tune in to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. And so please, once again, you can always contact us at G-U-L-L-G-E-E-C-O at AOL.com. And so we look forward to being able to hear from you throughout this coming remainder, I should say, throughout the remainder of this year and then into the coming year as well. And so we appreciate you and definitely want to say thank you, thank you to all Hunter Chillin. And Hunter Chillin know who this year to be, this year the Queen Quet head upon the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad that one more again, 
on a chill and tune in to Gully Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. On a chill and you already know this year the we show. So God bless you on your journey and thing like that. So glad that I wanna take some time for take this your day and this evening for be out here with we. So definitely as you just heard that leave bit, please make sure by you get involved. And so we want you to get involved with what we're doing and we want you to stay woke, stay alert, and do your research. Make sure we connect with we in front of one truly yeti, but who we the down here in this your land of the Kalagichi. So enjoy the weekend. Hope to see you all here at the St. Helena Community Saturday from 10 to 3. Come on out and bring Hunter chillin' and bring your family. <laughs>